0: You know what the masses do? The masses, what they do is they throw their arms up about a whale with nothing but plastic in its stomach, and they go, oh my God, all the fucking plastic, I can't stand it, as they're pulling out their protein pack from fucking Starbucks wrapped in goddamn plastic for the sixth time that week. Here's the thing, if the masses want to foment change, then the masses have to, on an individual level, change their behavior. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. The Literate
1: Apecast is not responsible for triggering your PTSD because we are warning you right now that we might. If coarse language or base stupidity from two white guys is not your jam, look elsewhere for your workout podcast.
0: remember the movie being there no Um, okay it's a it's about uh, uh, a Chauncey Gardner is basically he's been a gardener and he's been sequestered in DC he's basically a gardener for this very rich man right okay and all he does is garden and sit and watch television in his room so he has no real connection to humanity or the outside world well the guy that employs him dies and he's literally put out on the street and he doesn't, know how to, he doesn't know how to function, right? Okay. And he ends up getting at, because he doesn't even know about traffic, he gets hit in the street by a senator's wife. Senator's <laughs> wife goes, oh my God, she takes him home. So all of a sudden, this simple-minded moron who knows nothing but television and gardening is sitting among the power elite. He's sitting among senators and congressmen and congresswomen and they at one point they turn to him and say what do you think about dinner and he lifts he just basically I don't even remember but he says something to the effect the effect everything comes out of his mouth sounds like well in the summer <laughs> the sun comes out And the leaves are hungry for the sunshine. And in the fall, the leaves die, but the tree goes... And so this kind of bullshit. And they all... Listen to it as if he's saying something sage and wise because they're interpreting what he's saying in their situation politically. And because of that, he becomes this amazing figure in Washington politics. And he's and things that he is saying about fucking tendrils and goddamn plant food are now becoming national policy. If you listen to morons and expect that they're going to solve your problems, your solutions are going to be moronic. Let's just change the system without any regard to what that means is a recipe for disaster. But
1: I think what's also happening with the the climate change debate, if we can even call it that, is that it is a debate, right? Like that change it's isn't being debate. done. Well, well,
0: it's a debate on whether or not we should do something apparently because this has been going on since before no, Carter. It is- I disagree. It's not a debate whether we should do something because this is the thing. While you look at it and like, oh, I denied that there's climate change. Every one of those motherfuckers knows there's climate change. They know the scientists are right. What they don't want is they don't want climate change to take the money out of their pocket. That's it's, there's no debate whether I mean anybody that's a climate science denier is full of shit. They're not I don't believe it. I don't believe they're yeah. actually denying well, the science. Well, part of the argument denying, that they're so going the arg- against is
1: that it's not hu- caused by humans.
0: That well, because that, that's but, one see, argument that's the like
1: the humans are that climate a, change happens, it, but humans have but exacerbated a, it quicker yeah, than Yeah, see
0: that's a dodge. I think they know climate change. Anybody with a fucking okay. brain and I think most of these people have a brain can see the writing on the wall. What it we're not debating whether we should do something, we're debating on what we should do. That's what we're debating. Everybody knows that. I mean, everybody in the planet, there isn't any, uh, not, you uh, know, maybe the 16 year olds don't know most, but I would say any policymaker, any uh, adult in office, anybody with power to make these changes, uh, they all know these changes have to be made. The question isn't that the changes have to be made or we're fucked. The questions are: What changes are we going to do, and how is that going to affect the economies, etc. of okay. those specific but places? what have
1: the scientists and the Feinstein's and the you know everybody else? What have they done? Those that can,
0: those that know, what have they done to present changes? And that is exactly my problem because this is the thing: all of the all of the left all they've all they've done is created a moral quandary yes. rather than a substantive thing and all Greta does is add to the moral quandary and when you position things as okay. if you don't agree you're evil and you're destroying the planet then you suddenly have created a contention and, and an automatic inability to agree, because what you've said is, if you don't agree with me, you're bad. Well, perhaps and as soon as you do, and that's all they've done. And I would even argue that Alexandra Cortez, uh, I, I would Cortez, argue yeah. she's even playing that game a little bit. And yeah, it's a bad game. I agree that, and
1: this is what i will say. especially if
0: when we, you're elected to. A, yeah. a position of influence and change. If we look at Donald I, Trump and use his, and say those tactics are bullshit tactics and then turn around and use exactly the same, same tactics, but we don't use the insults. It's still the same goddamn tactic. Okay. And it's ineffective. So I think Greta T and all these kids protesting are great theater but it's theater promoting an, a, a message that is guaranteed to prevent us from actually coming together and focusing on the problem rather than the morality of what the problem might be. Okay. Or. Or. Or
1: this movement, that the youth movement, if let's just call it the youth movement of climate change, that encourage, you know, if, if they get loud enough, and maybe it will get the Feinsteins and the other people in power to go, all right, we really need to pour some gas on it, no pun intended, on getting these changes in place, figuring this shit out because the people want it. They can't vote now, but they can in two years and their kids are going to, you know, like the masses can can influence the change. So if Harry comes to me and says, let's say that I've got two kids now. It's a few years later, I've got two kids and Harry comes to me and says, carbon emissions, lead in the water, blah, blah, blah. And I go, do something, dad, mom and dad. And I go... Uh, okay, when I, when I'm done watching Fear and Loathing Las Vegas for the 800th time, you know whatever, sure. like I'll, I'll get sure. to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, if his sibling uh, Norwich, if, if Harry and his sibling Norwich now come to me, and that's the kid's name Norwich, it's already decided. Yeah, it's a little girl. It's a little uh, girl. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, if they both come to me and say, "There's a problem, mom and dad." I'll go oh, maybe maybe we should do something because now there's numbers and it's uh, just two kids but you know you understand the analogy. Okay.
0: So that's a, your analogy, but let me let me go one better. If because I agree with you. Yeah. The masses, the masses do have they do have the possibility of change. And kids you, bring but, a different but level I'm of importance but you know what because the, but you know what the masses They're taking time do? away from their Fortnite. That's important. You know what the masses you know what the masses do? You know what the masses do? The masses, what they do is they throw their arms up about a whale with nothing but plastic in its stomach. And they go, oh, my God, all the fucking plastic. I can't stand it. As they're pulling out their protein pack from fucking Starbucks wrapped in goddamn plastic for the sixth time that week. Here's the thing. If the masses want to foment change then the masses have to, on an individual level, change their behavior. And because they're not changing their behavior, what they're doing is they're pointing it at rich people and oligarchs and saying it's their problem to change because I'm not giving up my motherfucking Mountain Dew bottle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that that is a good point. The whale thing, So I, I was find like, that to be uh, just right, goddamn... You know. I think it's hypocrisy on a level that is unbelievable I, that... Trump has got it, so China's no longer taking all our recyclables, so our cities are drowning in trash. If the masses really had a stake in it, maybe they wouldn't keep making so much fucking trash, but they haven't stopped making trash. They just piss and moan about all the trash that's piling up because somebody else is doing it, but they're not worried about their hungry man dinner box that's sitting there. (laughs) because god damn it that's their trash it's only a little bit of trash it's not my litter it's everybody else's litter that's the problem yeah. that's the problem with the masses rhetoric means shit rhetoric is just rhetoric we've been living on and i will argue that maybe she's almost exactly as deserving of a peace prize as obama because most of obama's accomplishments were rhetoric they were mostly rhetorical yeah you know and that's frustrating because rhetoric is great if what you need is inspiration, so we don't then need what, inspiration what did, what now. She we do? need solutions.
1: What should Greta do? If if like, let's think about like the civil rights movement in the in the in the nineteen sixties, where Martin Luther King, the "I Have a Dream" speech, right? Yeah. um, that was rhetoric. That didn't provide any
0: solutions. That was just that was. D- d- dreaming literally, you know. Yeah, but so but Martin Luther King actually what was the had behind that rhetoric, he actually had plans and substantive things. He met back, okay. he Met in back rooms with politicians. He had and, he and was, change happened. It's not perfect, of course. It's not his. Yeah, we have not reached but, his but dream. The thing but, is, those changes didn't happen because all of the Dixiecrats went. Well, my God, that Negro had right, a dream. Right, Let's change it. Right. That's not what happened. It was about legislation. It was about backroom politicking. It was about conversation. Compromise. That's how things get done. Okay. So, what advice we like would you it or give not? to Greta or other kids? What, what advice okay. would you give to Harry if, like, Harry's got an well, issue I'm, with carbon let emissions? Let me go to Greta. My advice to Greta is: okay, you have a platform now. Instead of standing up and continuing to piss and moan about, I mean, just throw out rhetoric. You now have a platform. So, when instead of you, who knows jack shit about for the United Nations climate change conference, you don't have anything other than the rhetoric. Take your spot and bring somebody that does and say, I'm Greta T. Here's a little bit of rhetoric. But if you really want some solutions, let's listen to this person that you weren't listening to before. That's how you use your platform. What do I tell Harry? Harry's one. He doesn't (laughs) know. He has no idea. We're sticking sticking with the situation you created. He
1: can talk. What do I tell those kids?
0: What do I tell those kids? I tell those kids, first of all, you want climate change. So the first thing you need to do is you need to be a part of the solution. And if that part of the solution means that you don't get a juice box because that's trash, suck it up, motherfucker. Drink some water. And drink it out of a reusable water bottle. Okay. And guess what? You don't get to use that that Xbox. That Xbox uses minerals that come from the Congo where they are just just treated (laughs) like shit. So you don't get your Xbox. Okay? So what it boils down to is I would tell those kids... If you want change to happen, then your change has to come from within your household first. And if that household continues to drink from plastic bottles, continues to use plastic garbage cans, continues to drive cars, continues to use air conditioning, if that's what your household is doing, then your protest is hypocritical, and that's a lot of shit. So, eight-year-old, how about you stop drinking soda just stop drinking soda and don't drink any more plastic bottled water because that's water that's being stolen by Nestle from <clears throat> from everybody else. How about you do that? And, and before okay. you get to the street and take your day off, you change your shit first. And then you go to your parents and you say, Mom and Dad, Dave and, 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 and you know, Mom and Dad, you've got Katie and Dave. Because that's what, of course, that's what Horwich is going to call you. It's Katie and Dave, you know. Prince Harry is going to be a mama's boy. He's mommy and daddy. But Horwich is going to go David, even at like three years old. It's going to be like the Huey on that fucking Family Guy thing or whatever his name is. Yeah,
1: Stewie. Yeah, you know Stewie.
0: And I don't watch the show anyway. You know that's the thing is you know then Horwich is going to go to you two and say, Dad. You drive a car and 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 you ride in a boat that uses fossil fuels yeah. to get where it goes. Yep. If we would like to actually have climate change, you need to stop driving your car and riding in that boat. That's why we've got and a sailboat so, now too. <laughs> and then, and and I and I guarantee you, you're gonna go. Well, is not that nice? And basically say, "Fuck you! Yeah. You're six years old. You don't know what you're talking about." I'm riding in my fucking boat because that's yeah. what the masses do. Yeah. So, okay. So the advice is to the change begins with yourself. So
1: if I, I'm going to, absolutely, I, I'm going to quote um, an in, an inspirational song that works that would work great for these for these children. <laughs> so this okay. is a song um, that kids at kids that are activists that want to be activists that they need to think about.
0: Okay, here it comes.
1: Uh, So this is just a segment of the song. I know this is a joke getting ready to go. I'm going to make a change. It's going to feel real good. I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I'm asking him (laughs) to change his ways. You know, the time is coming where he's got to get, you know, socialized and, you know, start learning things outside of the home. And so we've done, we've started shopping for daycare, preschools, whatever the fuck they call them now. Um, and there's a couple like, right, like a
0: within a block of where we live, which is great because we can just walk and no problem. So wait a minute. So, so I just have a question. So they have daycare for, I mean, that's not like just babysitting, like that you pay for like schools yeah. for, for someone that's just a year old.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not like,
0: yeah, yeah. Well, yes. Yeah.
1: So you're putting them in school? Well, the, actually, no, It's they're not the... Most of them start at like 15 months, which is you know year okay, so, and three months. Yeah. So
0: they put them in
1: school at 15 months, but they're not school so, like sit down in class and take the tests and here's an instruction. It's, it's so like, what are they? It's like learning daycare. So it's
0: but they still have like sit down and be quiet in lessons, right? Some of them.
1: I mean, there's so there's different there's different kinds. There's different approaches so, to so
0: on some level it's about your your 15 month child 15 month old child learning to conform to the system long before they actually had to uh no i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's
1: that intense it's not that intense it's like it's like free range chickens
0: <laughs> except you they know. have to they have nap time that they all have to sleep at the same time right
1: yes but here's the thing with that is that most <laughs> most 15 month old kids yeah they all need a fucking nap at 1 p.m. Like, that's just... It, it's time. Like, nap time but you is, don't, but is you a don't science.
0: Think, you don't think if you're a 15-month-old year child that if every Monday through Friday at 1 o'clock you and all of your other like-minded 15-month-old child all have to go lay down at exactly the same time and wake up at exactly the same time? You don't think that has any kind of conformist effect on, on your child as a, a developing human? Well, there's...
1: I mean, the kid... Probably most of these kids, certainly my kid, has been taking set naps from the beginning of his life.
0: No, I get that. So there's a difference, but there's a difference between doing it by yourself with your parents and doing it with 13 other kids.
1: I I mean, I'm I'm as much against conformity as as you are. I think. Well. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to say it. Yeah, I think I'm nonconformist. For a, I don't like for that a rich shit. Kid, yeah. For a rich kid, <laughs> you're as nonconformist <laughs> as you can possibly be. I'm not a rich kid. I'm a, a upper middle class kid.
0: Well, you know, from my standpoint, that's fucking rich. Well, yes. Yeah, because you were
1: living in the dirt with day-old shoes. So, yes, I know yeah, in comparison. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Day-old shoes.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, I, my, my concern isn't, isn't the conformity at this point. Uh, in part because, so one of the schools is the Montessori school and Montessori, like their whole thing. It's, it, there's no instruction. There's like no teacher involvement. It's basically just like, it's like free range. Chickens. Y- yeah. And it's like the room is set up and the kids can do whatever the fuck they want, however they want. And
0: it's Lord of the flies.
1: I love a little it. bit. Yeah. They just make sure that they're not like kids aren't like pinching and scratching and hurting each other, hurting themselves. And
0: yeah, cause they'll do that in public school.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah that's, correct. that's for high school. Um, uh-huh. So there's the Montessori school that we looked at, which which we like. There's um, just down the street. There's the JCYS, which is like a, a Jewish, but quote unquote secular Jewish thing, and their approach is fi- it's it's loose um, because that, again the the whole idea is to get the kids like th- better with their their gross motor skills and their socialization. Uh, and also get them out of the house so their parents can like breathe and yeah and go to work and you know do whatever the hell we need yeah. to do so as this parents this is
0: like a very very expensive version of a DVD player
1: yeah and you get more out of it because okay yeah, no, because they're get, being socialized well
0: unless and, it's Sesame Street they're watching That's, you get a lot out of Sesame Street
1: yes and apparently Daniel Tiger is a thing that Harry oh. loves Daniel Tiger is basically it's Mr. Rogers neighborhood now like Daniel Tiger was what was the tiger in that lived in the clock in Mister okay. Rogers' neighborhood,
0: oh yeah, yeah, so now yeah. he's
1: a cartoon, and like they still go to land and make believe, and it's it's a Fred Rogers thing, F- thing, yeah. Sure. So and the kid fucking loves it, um, almost as much as he loves Breaking Bad. Like it's it, anyway. Okay, yeah. Um, so we the Montessori school was great. the The Jewish place was fine, a little too Jewish for us, like just because it's like uh, yeah. Like secular fine, but they're still learning about Shabbat and Purim, which I don't like. The kid's going to know about that stuff anyway because half his family is. Ju-
0: but it's like he did, yeah. You know, that's that's a little bit too much indoctrination yeah. to religious dogma. If, Got if it. we
1: can avoid it, we'll we'll avoid it. And then the third yeah. one that we've seen so far uh, is, I'm not, I'm not going to use the name of it. just in case we end up having to go there because there's wait lists for these fucking things right okay oh yeah Katie was saying like we should have started applying and got on the wait list the moment she found out she was pregnant and oh my god that's it's insane you know how psycho that is that's psycho that's what happens in this world that I'm in now. Like
0: that, just go is, stick them that, in a McDonald's Playland and leave. Well, <laughs> Come back four hours later and hope I, they're still there. I asked
1: Katie if we should, you know, ask the the Montessori people. Like, you know, is there a, a certain donation that we could make to somebody to get our kid on the Montessori crew team? Because we're we're willing <laughs> we're willing to do that. So we go to this 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 place, and again, it's right it's like right around the corner from us. Really convenient walk in and instantly I went no no fucking way why there it's chaos it is fucking there's there's like kid bop music playing really loudly they've got infants they've got you know toddlers and it just it looks like a devastated nursery it doesn't feel clean it doesn't look clean it just it's just fucking chaos and everyone is really nice and it's the most expensive out of all of them and I think that's because they offer more things like they they have Spanish instruction and sign language and but I don't believe for one second that Harry would actually learn Spanish because there's too much fucking chaos happening. As an example, we go into the toddler room, the 15-month-old room and there's 13 kids there and three teachers. Uh, and I just call them, they're not teachers, but the three adults. right? Adults. yeah. The big
0: people. The guides, whatever, whatever the they fuck. They haven't yeah. lost their mind from listening to the Kid Bop all day. Right.
1: And <laughs> he goes in there and he starts playing with the kids. And as we walk in, they were, one of the teachers was playing the sound that a deer makes on the computer saying, this is the sound a deer makes. And it was this, you know, that like mating call that deers have, the deers that deer have. And the kids aren't paying attention because they're doing their own thing and okay, that's fine. And then she goes So they do that for a minute, and then she starts playing other music. She's like, It's dance time and they play some other music and the kids are kind of dancing, and then five minutes later she stops that and is like, Okay, everyone come find the deer and they're putting the deer all over like sticking deer you know, pictures of deer all over the, the room and the kids are meant to go find it. And I'm thinking and I'm not an I'm not a teacher, but I'm thinking what kind of sense does that make? You talk about the deer, you have this dance party, then you want to bring them back to the deer. These are 15 month old kids. Like where's the connection at all? And Harry gets out on the floor and he's playing with these kids and all of them, all 13 of them had a thin layer with fucking a thick layer of booger crust <laughs> from nostril <laughs> to lip and from <laughs> lip corner to lip corner. And it's like, like kids are gross, that's fine. Like I I get that. That that's fine. Yeah. But all of them? There's three of you. Three teachers can't one of you like take booger duty and wipe those kids down? I know it's going to come back 3 minutes later, but Jesus Christ. What the f- What the fuck? And so this is there's like music blaring and meanwhile like literally across this narrow hall is the infant room, no closed doors, but just infants that are meant to be sleeping. And like there's just no way that an infant is going to be able to get a proper sleep. If you get, in the, school, it's fucking if you get in the
0: school, can you can you give them an extra fee to wipe snot off of Prince Harry? I mean, if we if we have to go to that school, we're going to ask. Yeah, could you wipe the snot off my child's I face? Will, I that's will gross supply shit.
1: the wet wipes to yeah, use yeah, for him. I mean, it's just like, and you know what? Use them on the other kids, too. That's fine. Happy. Yeah, I mean, happy to provide that.
0: And this is what I will say. You know, oh, you, my God. You jumped, you jumped down my throat a little earlier about being a disaffected public school teacher yeah. who had learned to hate children. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you, because I've taught preschool. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, it does not get any better than that, ever.
1: It it does. it. it ha- I've seen better examples than what we saw today. Have
0: you ever been... At a Walmart on Black Friday. It's exactly oh. as you described without the snotty noses. Well, that's just it. I don't want to send my kid
1: to daycare at a Walmart on Black Friday. Well, okay. I want to send him to is, and
0: Marcus on a Tuesday
1: afternoon okay, okay. In, in July and where there's no this holidays. Thing,
0: the hardest thing, and I was thinking about this the other day, the hardest thing, because you know, Harry just turned one, mm-hmm. and I unfortunately, Dana and I could not be there because we're 2,000 miles away, right. however... Um, you were there I was spirit. thinking about it. Yeah. I was. And I was thinking about it, and I thought, oh, man, what's really going to be hard for you as a parent, because you and Dana are, are just similar enough <laughs> that you're both a little bit control freaks. Uh-huh. You really like to be able to control your environment, control the shit around you, control like the things that are happening. You don't yeah. like that sort of – and as soon as Carrie – and that's the thing – I guess that's why I, I I say at the beginning, why would you want to put him in preschool when he's got to go to public school when he's five anyway? Let him be a fucking free-range kid until he's five. Now, I understand that, that you're both working and all kinds well, of things. Well, this it,
1: is also cheaper than a nanny. But,
0: like, we save well, money by sending well, him to daycare. Well, I understand you know? that, but this is what I'm saying is, is the worst thing that happens to human beings is being around... Other, other human beings. Human yeah. beings. Agreed. And you're thrusting yeah. him into a room filled with other human beings, um, where you know, like I, I understand the anti bullying and I think it's a good thing. But the <laughs> yeah. fact of the matter is, it wouldn't be a big issue if we weren't people. Because right. people of course. bully. Yep. People look for differences, people look for weaknesses. The strong always take Always pick on the week. It's just how it's always been. It's always going to be that way. As much as we, you know, like have great YouTube ad campaigns and, and, and Gillette commercials about how we're, we need to be better, um, the fact is, human beings are human <laughs> beings, right. And they're going to be shitty to each other. It's just, you know, go to any social justice uh, uh, like meeting. And and hang out with them after all the rhetoric has gone on, and there are there's pettiness and there's call-outs and there's bullshit and people are crappy to each other. Why? Not because they're bad people and that social justice people are bad. No, it's because they're, they're people. people. Yeah. And people are dicks. Yeah. Always. Yep. And so what I what I am concerned, and I you know, and I understand your choice to put him into a daycare early. Um, well, it's not even is. early. I mean, there's kids that are younger than like, really, these infants. It's to it's, me, it's it's a daycare center because
1: we, we've had we've had this nanny for a year. Yeah, and because Katie and I have to work. Yeah, yeah. And the daycare centers, it they they won't just you know the, the whole teaching part of it is that they you can't just let a kid just sit there and do nothing. Like they have to have activities and like why yeah. not work on development and education <laughs> like development
0: stuff. And I guess. yeah,
1: like I am. I firmly, that whole thing that, you know, no man is an island bullshit. Fuck that. Be an island. Be like, a fucking it's, island. It's safer, but he at some point is going to have to be a hopefully less dick among the dicks out there in life. All and right, well, so the my- idea of socializing him is perfectly fine by
0: me, but. I would, I would argue, and you again, you're the parent. I'm not the parent. I have never been a parent, but I would argue that it would be better for Harry as a human being Yeah, If you simply built a cage in your front yard and (laughs) tethered him to the ground and then threw shit for him to play with and left, then put him in a room with 13 other 15-month-year-old kids fucking sticking deers on goddamn walls. I'm telling you that if you just just put him in a – see, that's why I say outdoor – You know, weather permitting, because at least then he's got some fresh air. But I'm telling you, I think he's better off no TV, just in a room by himself with padded walls. You know, than fucking dealing in a room with a bunch of other kids his age that are going to find things about him they don't like, right? Or he's even worse. Even worse, he's yeah. Gonna find he's gonna find things about them he doesn't like, and then he's gonna be the bully. This is the prop. This is oh, yeah.
1: No, I, I know. Boy, yeah. My gr- are a my mess. greatest one of my I mean my greatest fear. I mean my my greatest fear changes from day to day. Uh, but one of my my big fears is that Harry
0: will be a bully. Yeah, I know we've talked about yeah, that before, yeah. and, I, and I, that's uh, a, I don't think he will be. I really I, don't. I, I,
1: I'm sure that he'll be an asshole to somebody or somebody's once or twice or a couple, because we all are. Like
0: everybody we, is. Everybody you know,
1: is. I got picked on plenty, but I know that there were at least there's one kid that I could, two kids now that I can think of off the top of my head where I was, I was bullyish too. You know, I yeah. not physically, but you know, I, yeah. I teased him a little bit because. You know about maybe they were a little effeminate or what? Just I was sure. a fucking
0: asshole. You're a kid. That's what you were a yeah. kid. You were a human being, asshole. Or not. And maybe I'm on their hit list. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think know. You have to worry. I don't think you have to worry about Harry being a bully because you have one ace in that hole, Katie. Katie will beat him to death yeah. if he's a bully. Yeah. She will. She will rip him in shreds. In a way, and I don't know if she'll use like Catholic guilt or actually physically stuff his face in a toilet. Whatever she does, Katie's going to take care of that. She will not let her child be a bully.
1: I don't think she'll use. She won't use Catholic guilt uh, because she's, you know, not, that shit it doesn't even register yeah, it, with her. It didn't, play. It um, didn't play. She won't use anything. She won't use any physical punishment because she doesn't go that route either. Katie will do what she does to me when I fuck up, and she will. Break him down at his soul. Yeah, that's guilt. With, yeah, but with, with like that. It's shame. That, that woman. Oh, yeah. ...while, That woman, I- that female manipulation that they're See, so my mom good u- at.
0: My mom used everything on me, and I'd say it's, you know, there, there, there's questions out there. Even at fifty three, if any of it stuck. Right. But uh, you know, I mean everything from beating me with the belt. Yeah. Because this was bef- this was before we were all so delicate that being beaten by the belt was a bad thing. Oh,
1: my mother and um, her wooden spoon dude.
0: Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I'm not yeah. saying that's better. I'm certainly not saying it's better. I kinda like I kinda I have to admit, I kinda like the days uh, where we're no longer beating children. Yeah. Although, I will say, having been a substitute teacher in Chicago. Would have been nice, that, huh? <laughs> that inability to just, like, fucking pop one of those little fuckers. It's why I don't substitute teach anymore. Because, man, it's all I can do not to just take. Yeah. When, when a child, <laughs> When a child gets up in your face and calls you a motherfucker for the fourth time. Yeah. It is. Ev- it takes every ounce of strength not to just wring that child's neck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's I, crazy. Yeah. No.
1: I. It's I, crazy. I get it. But yeah, I. I don't know. I don't know what we're gonna do. We have wait lists to worry about, and like, this is my life now. Like, you know, I, we'll send the, if if we because at some point we've got to get the kid in there because it's if nothing else, it's a financial decision, right? Like we're yeah. gonna be saving money, um, but. I, I just, you know, Katie asked, I I go, the only thing that that kid would learn at that place is how to survive the apocalypse because it's just, it's absolute chaos. And that may not be a bad, that will may soon be a useful skill.
0: Or, or shopping at a jewel, but or Or the the apocalypse or shopping (laughs) at a jewel, one or the other. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. Like navigate, navigating a Costco on a Saturday morning, you know, in Lincoln park
0: or whatever. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. It's, um, yeah, man, it's, it's (sighs) all right. Simeon cohort. Here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week. My first thing is, uh, it's a do, uh, I've got a a new client. Uh, I'm trying to keep this, this short story short. Uh, it's his 80th birthday and he was, he hired a, a, a musical production group to like, put on a show, like a a radio show as part of his 80th celebrate, like a roast type thing. So I'm hired to do the radio, write, write the script and like be the, the voice of the the radio show at the, you know, so I'm talking to like his friends and his wife and his kids, you know, to get to know the guy and like find little things to make fake commercials for. One of the things this guy does, like his snacks are a big thing. And two of his favorite snacks are eating raw ground beef, like Ugh. out of the tray? Oh, that's gross. And eating a spoonful of peanut butter dipped, in, man- dipped in mayonnaise. I want that's horrifying. So I, I what what so my thing, my thing to do this week is I'm not doing this. Eat a handful of of raw ground beef no, out of the tray. Won't. And no. then uh reward yourself with a nice dessert like uh, peanut butter on a spoon dipped in mayonnaise. I'm going to do oh. it, and I—I I, that's one of my things.
0: Give I, it a go. I won't. I probably <laughs> won't do it. I'll go to a sushi restaurant. It'll taste the same. Well, that's um, the thing. Like
1: like beef tartare or whatever that, you know, steak tartare. Yeah, same like, thing. Same thing, yeah. I like steak tartare. Like, that's not weird, but- Ground beef oh, it's out weird. of the I, no it's, it's weird, weird, weird to
0: you? okay yeah not oh, weird yeah, to me it's weird. so okay it's weird. all right my all three of mine are watches okay. all three of them actually i take that back two of mine are watches and one's a read uh we didn't talk about it but i think it's something uh so we'll go with the read first um it's an article in on fox vox.com it is called here's what disney owns after the massive disney fox merger mm-hmm. and we didn't have a conversation about it but we will uh disney bought everything yeah (laughs) and uh and disney's been buying everything for well they have been buying everything um and and they own i mean they own they own everything yeah so uh it's uh i I think you should read it's vox.com here's what disney owns after the massive disney fox merger it's not really making a, a, a value judgment on whether it's good or bad just it's like here's a list of all the shit they now own the amount of stuff that disney now owns should shock the shit out of you. Mm. It's 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 mm-hmm. intense. Yeah, so that's yeah. my first thing is read that. Okay, and be shocked.
1: All right, my next thing is a listen. Uh, it's a band called Sincere Engineer. It's a Chicago band, uh, Chicago punk band. Uh, really great. So give them a listen. Sincere give Engineer. A listen.
0: My second is a Netflix watch. Um, I haven't seen Ben Affleck in anything good in a while. (laughs) It's been a long time since I said, like, The Town was the last time I saw Ben Affleck in a movie. I went, all right, Uh not bad, dude. You had some real acting. Um, It's it's a movie with Oscar Isaac, uh, Charlie Dunham, uh, Hunnam, sorry, Charlie Hunnam, um, and Ben Affleck, a couple other people. It's called Triple Frontier. Um, mm-hmm. and it's damn good. Is it's it really what it, what okay? because yeah, I, I don't. I, don't I mean, really like Oscar Isaac or whatever. No, right? that's the yeah. thing. Is or Ben yeah, Affleck yeah, for that matter. Yeah, it's a. Re- it, it surprised me how good it is because it's a heist. It's they're ex-military, and it's a heist gone wrong. Mm-hmm. But you know, which is standard. But how it goes wrong, and watching these uh, four four men kind of deal with how to handle this situation It's yeah. it's quite it's quite good that's all i'm gonna say okay. i don't want to give anything away okay it's just really very good all right data data said i was watching on my ipad and i had my earphones on and she said it's one of the very few movies where i'm literally stopping it and going oh my god really Okay, what the fuck i mean i was really it was like i was way into it so wh- really what is it like called that. again triple frontier
1: triple yeah that's been on the on yeah. my netflix up at the top yeah, yeah. okay
0: Yep. Yeah. cool uh so
1: my last thing to do this week it's a watch also watch. Uh, it's on Hulu, starring AD Bryant of SNL fame, called Shrill. It's a show mm-hmm. she created based off of a book by somebody who I whose name I can't remember right now. Um,
0: but it's funny, so it's good. Okay, because I heard what I heard. The, the thing that I read that I thought, okay, I'm not going to watch it was that it, w- it was. Somebody said, I don't really see how this is any different than Girls. Ah, I thought girls okay. Was like having my face rubbed with fucking like. Shards of glass.
1: Here's why it's different than girls. Because yes, okay. girls watching girls was yes having your face or having having your face rubbed with broken glass and having that broken glass um, shoved bit by bit into your pee hole.
0: Yeah, and just okay. like jammed yes. up there.
1: Yeah, girls yeah, was awful. It was the worst. Um, I I mean, dare we get into the whole thing like comparing them because they're women led. Yeah, yeah, know, no, chef, that just, whatever, I just, like that, coming of age the shows, thing
0: I but read, Sure, I read that and I went, well, then I don't want to see but it. But
1: here's why it's better if we're going to go with that comparison because, A.D. Bryant and the other characters in it, while flawed, are at least likable. Okay, it's not that's Lena fair. Dunham, you know. Right. It's not so. Yeah, two fat white girls. Like, no, it's the character is a likable. Character um, and Julia Sweeney's in it as um, oh, AD Brian's mom. That's a winner, you know. Uh, so is Daniel Stern. She plays her. Yeah, he plays okay. her dad. So it's just it's more likable and it's. I think it's funnier. Anyway. All right. Um,
0: well, there, anything yeah. that'd have to be funnier than girls. Well, right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And my last thing is uh, David Fincher, uh, his latest, one of my favorite directors of all time. Mm-hmm. I think he's a brilliant director. Yeah. Um, has executive produced a Netflix animation. Anthology on Netflix. And there's like 18 of them, and they range from like, there's one that's like, it's called How the Yogurt Took Over um, the World. Uh-huh. And that's like six minutes. And then they've got some others. It is called Love, Death, and Robots. And it's oh, okay. basically. Yeah. All these different animation styles and all of these things, and they're not long, but man, some of them, I mean, some of them are kind of boners. Some of them are not like, oh, yeah, Yeah. I could have wrote that when I was in eighth grade. However, (laughs) some of, I mean, really, but some of them are like spectacularly smart. The animation is exciting. The music is good. The voice acting is good. The scripts are good. and And it's just, it's genuinely fun. Um, If you just want an entry point and go, I don't know if I really want to sit through all of this, watch Three Robots. Okay. That's one of the episodes. It's called Three Robots. It is three very different robots, one the ancestor of an Xbox, one the (laughs) ancestor of a baby monitor, and one I don't know what it's an ancestor of. But three robots after human beings have been devastated and they're on holiday looking at all the places humans used to be oh man it is that's great really excellent it's okay. like, like I said love death and robots on netflix i absolutely recommend it awesome all right
1: and that's the show that's the show thanks for listening like share subscribe all that stuff tell your friends about it uh send us money why not uh, why not we'll talk to you next week rock and roll You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.